Hey, welcome to Wave, hosted by Travis, Farzan, and Nicholas. In today's episode, we'll have a segment of Life Lessons with special guest Ms. MacArthur, presented by Travis and Nicholas. Followed by the segment of Generation Gap, presented by Tristan and Jenna with special guest Mr. Beat. They'll be talking about his favourite film, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And towards the end, we will have a Fox Pop, presented by Farzan and I. We hope you enjoy Wave. Generation Gap! Welcome to Generation Gap, a segment in which we talk to a teacher about something they loved when they were growing up. I'm Jenna. I'm Tristan. And in this episode, we're talking to Andrew Beat about the 1986 comedy Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, welcome, Mr. Beat. How are you going? Not bad, Jenna. Thank you for having me here. No worries. Thank you for coming. Um, So what is Ferris Bueller's Day Off to you? Oh, it's many things. One, it's it's a good film. (laughs) I joke with my family that it's one of the greatest films ever. My wife says, it's a good film, let's not get carried away. Mm -hmm. But I say it's one of the great films because I watched it at a time when I was a young adult and it meant a lot to me. Very well acted, great cast. Definitely, Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) Great dialogue, fantastic dialogue. It's made really well, it looks amazing. I think it's John Hughes' masterwork. (laughs) Could be, quite possibly, yeah. All right, Mr. V, I think we've all got a bit of a theory that when you were younger, you were quite the character that Ferris Bueller was. Is that true? <laughs> no. No? No, absolutely really? not. Really? No, far from it. <laughs> Did you ever skip school? I'm a nerd. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very good to hear. Good role model. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you love about this film? The essential meaning. Life's mm-hmm. great. Get out yeah. there and enjoy it. Exactly. Don't miss things. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, when did you first see the film? 1989, I think it was. I saw it on TV. Okay. I was in a share house at the time, so we all sat down to watch it one night. Just totally taken with it the first time I saw it. Have yeah. watched it many, many times since. I can imagine. <laughs> I was, that's my next question. How many times have you actually watched it? Have lost count. Lost count. I can, wow. do, I can do a lot of the dialogue. Again, I'm, an, I'm a nerd. Quote something. This is my ninth sick day. If I take another day off, I'm going to have to barf up a lung or something. <laughs> that was great. Very good. Very good. So, um, do you think that this film is actually appropriate to be showing children? I have shown it to students at school. Do you think it's appropriate? It's always with the disclaimer, <laughs> I am not condoning wagging school. Fair Absolutely enough. not condoning mm-hmm. that. But I show them because of the message. Life's great. Yeah. Get out there and enjoy it. Awesome. So... Teenagers from those days to the current um, generation is obviously very different. What do you think uh, teenagers nowadays get out of a film like that? Uh, the fashion, how strange things looked in the 80s. Yeah. I can agree to that, yeah. <laughs> I, I love the 80s. Great decade. Yeah, it was. It was coming back into fashion, actually. Yeah, that it stuff. is. Every yeah. decade eventually does. Mm. Um, so I enjoy watching it for the fashions. I used to wear some of that stuff. Really? Um, <laughs> what sort of stuff did you used to wear? Oh, just the, the haircuts more than anything. All right. I had a mullet. <laughs> really? They weren't called mullets back then. Really? What, what no, were they called? It was just, I want it cut short at the front and leave it long at the back. Uh-huh. It was a bit trendy back then. Yeah, it was, but it wasn't called a mullet. A mullet is right. a modern day name for that haircut. That's really? weird. It's very interesting. I thought it's always been around. Yeah. No. That's strange. No. How about that? You <laughs> learn something new every day. Yeah, true. Uh, what else would kids get out of it? Uh, I guess apart from the meaning, mm. young actors just getting started. Mm. 
You got Matthew Broderick, Charlie Sheen's in there. Yeah. Doing that uh, great, <laughs> just that little scene. That yes. great scene in the police station. That is a very funny scene. Alan Ruck getting started as Cameron. Mm. Uh, Mia Sarah went on and did stuff. She never became as big as some of the others, but yeah. she did quite a lot of acting. Mm. All right. Well, how about your favourite character in the film? <sighs> I mean, Ferris is the obvious choice. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you like him? Because he just does what he wants. He does what he feels. Yeah, that's true. I feel like doing this, so I'm going to do it. To hell with the consequences, which I think is what everybody would like to do, but mm. doesn't. Um, I have a, a soft spot for Cameron because Cameron's every man. He is. Yeah. He's your typical guy who's worried about this and that and I'd like to do this, but I can't because... Yeah, he's pretty reasonable, I think. He is. Yeah. He is. He questions the things that Ferris does. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely. Cameron Especially with his dad's car. <laughs> Tell us uh, about that scene. What do you like yeah. about that scene? <laughs> you killed the car <laughs> when it goes off the edge and down into the garden. Mm. Yeah. It was a beautiful car as well. Oh, nice beautiful thread. car. Mm. And Cameron's attitude is no, no. I did it. I can't think of his dad's name right now. Anyway, he says I'll sit down with whatever his dad's yeah. name. Is. And we'll have a talk about it. Mm. So he stands up for himself. He stands up for himself. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't he end up beating the car at the end? Oh, he beats the crap out of it. Yeah, he does. (laughs) Gets rid of all of his frustration just right there. That's very symbolic. Mm. And that's when Ferris shows a real conscience because you can see the look on Ferris's face. (sighs) Cameron, what are you doing? No, this is the wrong thing to do. Yeah, the first Mm. time in the movie that Ferris actually takes a step back. Mm. That's true. Mm. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Beat, for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to talk to you about Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and we hope to talk to you again. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you, Tristan. Thank you, Mr. Beat. Smart, charming, noble, two young gentlemen speaking of the cinema. You're listening to Ish and Josh. So we're going to be talking about Napoleon Dynamite, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty good film. What did you feel, um, feel about it? What did I feel about it? Um... Look, overall, it's good entertainment. I just personally didn't superly enjoy it, you know, like, because you've been talking to me about it for f- ages. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was just like, oh, man, this is going to be fantastic. And I watched it and, yeah, it was good. It was just so stupid. And that's where, if you're watching it, you kind of have to realise that it is just stupid. Yeah, mm-hmm. what, what do you... All right, so what I feel is so beautiful about it is the fact that pe- most people don't realise this. Like, I, I could probably just change your view on it right now. Go ahead. I make you appreciate it more. It's the fact that it has an aesthetic, right? And it's not like a film where it's just like, imagine if Pedro, Deb, and Napoleon would have gone popular after that, right? Then it would be exactly like any other teen film, right? Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. So it's like, they don't get big after it, but they kind yeah, but of... Yeah, how does he become like class president, man? Like Because it's like, they kind of get popular, but they don't have to change themselves at all. So it's like, Napoleon stayed the same. He was the same geek. Yeah, but isn't that kind of like a fairy tale? Like, oh man, you can be yourself and you can be popular. That doesn't happen in real life. That's not at all what it is. It's the fact that, all right, so Napoleon, he he being himself was like, all right, let me dance at the student thing, (laughs) like at the election. Yeah, that that was pretty funny. It was was very good. Um, I did like how they definitely, they chose their their one thing that they were going to do. They were going to make it awkward as hell. And they stuck to it. They did not try to, 
you know, um, stick in with any of the um, usual cliches that that sort of genre has. And I did enjoy that, that it was definitely something new and something that I hadn't really seen before. Um, it was an aesthetic. Yeah, yeah it was an aesthetic. Um, the shot composition um, sometimes was just very... Uh, very bland. Very really bland. bland. I, I can agree with you. You can tell a Jared Hess movie anywhere. Have you seen, have you seen Nacho Libre? No. Um, all right, well, in that, right, you, you can tell when Jared Hess and Jerusha Hess, his wife, has directed on him because they always have that, like, flat, that flat shot which just moves in real quick. Mm. Not saying when they have a good idea. Like, yeah. when Napoleon says, let's take this bike out for some sweet jumps. Yeah. Right? Remember when he says that? Yeah. The, it zooms in. Right? Uh, it's, it's, uh, and it's just bland. The yeah, shot it is just bland. Is just but, really bland. Um, that's not really the focus of the it's film. It's the story. The focus is, it is the story and, you know, kids being themselves, kids being dorky, stupid, and <laughs> well, over, overall, it is an enjoyable watch. I, I would recommend people to watch it, but don't come out of it expecting some deep philosophical message <laughs> and social commentary on yeah. schoolyard issues. You, you're watching it, and you're watching it for a bit of a giggle, a bit of a laugh, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's true. But that, what I feel is mo- like is just so good about it. Actually, I read this somewhere. Jared Hess, he, most of the ideas from Napoleon Dynamite, like you can tell, there's something you would come up with just at night, just... Like, come on, like, there's, like, it's just, it's just random. Like, there's no, if you think about it, there's really no storyline. It's just enjoying a movie. I was like, um, some of the things are just so stupid. Like, um, you know, how the, um, how Napoleon's brother has, um, that girlfriend or whatever. It's it's so. (laughs) LaFonda. It's so crazy. (laughs) LaFonda, that, um. It's so crazy. And it, um, a lot of the jokes as well in it, um, there's not really any, Deep jokes either. They're one hit, quick punchline jokes. Exactly. Um, yeah. it, it's not anything sophisticated whatsoever, but it's not what it's aiming to be. Yeah. So Jared Hess, right? So he, yeah. he even said he, most of the ideas from the movie he had come up with his brother. Come up with his brother. Or like, a lot of it he was personal 10. experiences. Um. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Some, yeah. yeah. Some of them were because, I don't know, like he just decided. I don't know whether he grew up in Idaho or whether he just picked, but no, I, yeah, he grew up in Idaho. Because it was, a, it was. I, I really did like um, their location, and um, it really definitely crunchy. fit the story they were going yes. for. And um, they were very good characters. Small um, town, even though you know they um, they were a little bit stereotypical. Um, your heroine people, you know, they didn't become all popular at the end. Like we'll compare it to some other teen thing like uh, Mean Girls, where, you know, the new girl comes, she's super smart, whatever, and then she's all popular by the end. But in this, you know... It's like you don't... Yeah, you kind of see the transition. Yeah. I think you kind of see the transition of their status in school, but they don't change. Oh, it's, right? it's great. It's cool. I like, I like that. So, you know, like, he came up with most of the ideas with his brother. Like, I remember Rex Quando. Do you remember that? Rex Quando. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was just crazy. That's just so random. That, like, to be honest, I feel I felt the movie would have been the same without that. Like, I, didn't, I don't know why they needed that, but it's the fact that it's not about a movie that will last with you. It's like what you're watching at the current moment, right? So it's like it's last for the current moment. It's not something yeah. you want to be like, oh, let me think about this movie straight after. No, you had fun while watching it. It's just fun. How did you, how did you feel about with the uh, interactions of the characters? You know, because I thought 
a lot of it, um, because it is so awkward, a lot of the character interaction just felt so unnatural. And that's, <laughs> and that's part of the charm of the movie is that it just felt so unnatural, the dialogue between them, um, and that none of it seemed realistic whatsoever. Yeah, it, it really didn't. Like, um, I, like when he first meets Pedro, I was like, hey, is this, is this the new kid in school? Yes. Yeah, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's yes, Napoleon. This is a new kid, and he goes up to the new kid. He's like, "Hey, I'm Napoleon." And he's like, "I'm Pedro," <laughs> and that's it. And then, that's and then ten out of like, ten impression, <laughs> and they're best friends forever. <laughs> it's just, it's, it was it's it. honestly a good laugh. It's a good, it it's a good laugh, it a good and one. it makes fun of all those. I, I think it does actually, honestly, make a bit of fun of how stupid. Um, high school can be and you know and just how over the top and just how over the top some people are with it and I really liked uh just how um you know laid back it was and just how stupid and awkward it is and it did something new and it did it pretty well news current affairs opinion you're listening to this week's Vox Pop hey guys it's me and Farazan here um today we're going to go around and ask some U12 students and some teachers if they could travel back in time and speak to their year seven self, what would they tell them? It'd be to study harder at school so I wouldn't have to come back as a school teacher. I would tell my year seven self to not worry so much about what people think because people are really not thinking about you that often uh, or as often as you think they are. Well, if I was to go back in time to my year seven self, I would say join the student leadership committee be a part of something, be involved in something, meet people, make a change. That's what I would do, and I wish I did. If I went back to Year 7, I think I would have been a lot nicer to my friends and spent more time with them instead of maybe being a bit mean at times. Work hard and don't stress. Uh, I would think that I would like to give myself the advice of getting to know as many people as possible. I think in schools we sometimes connect with a certain group or a few groups and you don't get to know everyone. And I think when you actually speak to people, we've got some really interesting backgrounds and things we can learn off each other. So I'll probably give myself that advice. That's probably why I like being a teacher because I get to get around to a number of different people. I'd probably tell my year seven self to get into trouble more and maybe do a bit more reckless things and annoy the teacher a bit more and stop being such a goody-goody. Um, I would just say to believe in yourself and to go for it and just enjoy being a part of a school community. I would probably, like if I could tell myself something, I'd probably tell my little self um, that I should get a good study plan because I'm not very organized at the moment. Invest. (laughs) Thank you. Old people, they know what they're talking about. So tighten your pantaloons, get on your penny farthing and prepare for some life lessons. Hi everyone, welcome to Life Lessons with Miss MacArthur. Welcome. Hi everyone, thanks for having me. So, what do you think is your biggest life lesson? Um, I guess being sort of brought up in Australia, um, the biggest life lesson would probably be to learn to reserve your judgment. Um because that way we don't focus too much on comparing ourselves with other people and that way we learn to be more empathetic. And I think that's really important because um, we need to take the time to understand 
where people coming from mm. because everyone's coming from everywhere different. Yeah, right. definitely am. Yeah. No, that was very deep. Yes, thank you Indeed. for that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, what do you reckon is the most important thing in life? Food. <laughs> no, but definitely food because not only because it's my favorite time of the day is eating, mm -hmm. but food brings people together. Um, it's a cultural thing. We take the time to cook together. Um, we eat food together. It's all about the connection that you have. Um, that you share with the people, what you share with them, food. All right. Okay, well, I guess you can't get by with an empty stomach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is the secret to achieving happiness? Um, okay, that's a hard one because everyone's idea of happiness is different. And I think it's something that we've got to realize that happiness isn't something that we wish for. It's something that we make, it's something that we do, and then it's something that we share. And I think... Um, the secret to achieving it is probably actually just taking that time of you, out of your day to be aware that there are moments in that day that were happy moments because it's so easy for us to just be so negative and, and see the over the overview of the day and, and how terrible it was, but, but it actually wasn't because there were so many positive, happy, awesome moments. Like, for example... Today, my happy moment was singing along to Beyonce's song in the car <laughs> and dancing. What song was it? Um, Halo. Oh, yes. Ah, classic. I didn't spill coffee on myself, and that was a happy moment. All right. That's, that's actually very deep. Is that uh, <laughs> how you keep happy every single day? Singing? Beyonce. <laughs> coffee? Just your secrets. That's how I that start my day. Um, my secrets? Being grateful. Ah, uh, yeah. We just like the, um, what's it called? Uh, it's a project, was it the Resilience Project? Yeah, the Resilience Project. Yeah? Yeah. What did you get out of that? Um, learning to be grateful for the things you have instead of what you don't have. Why? Well, I mean, when you think about what you have compared to what others might not have, mm -hmm. you sort of like become grateful and just happy with what you have and just be satisfied. Yeah, that's true. Mm. What we, else? What else did you get from it? Um, we well, I learned that I should probably think of other people who are worse off than I am, mm -hmm. and that has helped me to become a happier person. <laughs> okay, yeah, but you're right because I think it's just so easy for us to think that we're going to be happy um, if we get that new phone or oh, a yeah. really cool pair of sneakers, and once we get them. We find happiness in something else. We just keep wanting more, but it's more about what we already have. Yeah, they're precisely. all material things. Yeah, exactly right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes people get a bit stressed out and then they stop and just stop going. But what is the secret, you know, to keep going and be motivated? Um, I think, especially as a teacher, it can be very stressful having like six periods to teach and then you've got your meetings and you have your yard duty, but it's nice to come to the end of the day and surround myself with people that make me laugh. Um, even like the worse the joke, the better. Um, right. And I think is, again, they just remind you to feel human and you just take that step back and you sort of de-stress and yeah, you just have to remember that. The world we live in is crazy, wonderful, and amazing. And we need people to fill in that laughter as well. But mm, I've heard definitely. from a couple of other students that mm -hmm. doing drama is its a drag and it's not very interesting. Mm -hmm. what, do you, what do you think about that? Um, 
First of all, <laughs> why do they think it's a drag? Uh, I guess because they don't participate as much as they should. Mm-hmm. But um, during your high school, yeah. uh, did you do drama? Yes. And did you find it interesting? I loved it so much. It was, I spent all of my lunchtime in the Performing Arts Centre um, creating skits and plays and preparing for my next lesson and everything. I loved it. It was fun. And I think, I think because I wasn't feeling ashamed that it was a drag. And I think um, any time when you're in that moment where you find something dull or you're drained or it's a drag and you don't know why you're doing it, you kind of have to create that sense of purpose right. and find what you can gain from it. So that's another achievement secret to achieving happiness right there. Yes. Right <laughs> find there. something you love. There we are. Definitely. Well, who, who was your role model? Uh, my mom. Your mom. Okay. And I know that sounds really cliche. A lot of people would say <laughs> it's their mom, but yeah, it is our mothers or our fathers or the people that we've been raised by because my mom, um, she didn't. She didn't have a mother when she was raised, and she was raised in Thailand, and she was sleeping on, like, on the floor, on wooden floors of, like, village huts. Um, she was bathing, bathing in the river. She didn't have the opportunity to go to school, but she still worked so hard, and she managed to have this really content, happy, lovely life, and she never complained, and she was just really happy. She was always happy. <laughs> yeah, so I think, like, looking at her and... How she's been brought up made me feel like, I don't know, to, to be simple brings out happiness as well. I must say, my role model is Kevin Spacey. What's yours, Nick? Oh, Kevin Spacey's Mine. awesome. <laughs> I'd say Dwayne Johnson. Okay, why? Because Kevin Spacey is the best. But how? <laughs> nah, I just, I love his acting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the roles that he plays, it's very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So you really like theatre? I like I like watching it. I don't like being in it. <laughs> Not okay. participating. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, I've never thought I was a good actor. So you're the one that thinks that the subject's a drag. It's a drag. Yeah, that's. No, I don't. That's I don't. Okay. I like good. I like drama, mm-hmm. but I don't do it because I don't think I'd do well in it. How do you know? I don't know. I just never saw myself as a acting type of person. Have you tried drama? Yeah, once. I didn't, I didn't do too badly, but I'd rather not save myself the disappointment if I'm not good at it. But that's the point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like look on the better side of it rather than the more negative side. Yeah, because if you're going to... Just because you've been disappointed once doesn't mean that should hold you back from wanting to do it again. It's like, for example, hamburgers. Okay, <laughs> You might have one terrible hamburger and like, ah, this hamburger sucks. Is that going to stop you from wanting to eat hamburgers every day? No. Exactly. Well, no, not really. No. Yeah, there you go. Unless it's like the first hamburger you've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like not. less likely nowadays. <laughs> but do you have any advice for finding a career? Um, yes. You know, specifically for like kids After fresh experience. out of high school. Okay. <laughs> fresh out of high um, school. <laughs> I think you just need to be patient. 
really patient because it's it's not as easy as we think it is just to land yourself a job mm. um, and to be persistent like really try to put yourself in situations where you can gain that experience or, or go out and talk to people and even do volunteer work um, and I think mainly be open-minded about the kind of jobs you end up landing and be adaptable because even if it's not what you want you still gain something from that so yeah yeah that's very true well how long did it take you to find a job uh ages a very long time i got really lucky when i got this job at this school actually i started three days before school started <laughs> and i was like here i am <laughs> but, um did you have any jobs before this one yes so um i was at university yeah. And my part-time job was working at a cafe oh, yeah. in Greensboro Plaza. And it was so much fun. I really loved it. I loved it because um, I would see the regular people every day and hear about their life stories. Um, and also because of the people I worked with and my friends. And we would just sing along and make coffees and sandwiches. <laughs> but you kind of learn a lot about people when you're with people every day. So it's mm. technically the environment that yeah. brings the vibe. Always. So are you yeah. saying um, the reason you're always happy is because you've always been around happy things and enjoy and enjoyment? Yeah, pretty much. And I think you just sort of like you meet people that sort of give you that insight on that sometimes it's okay to feel like you're not okay and that that's only a temporary feeling. Right. So, yeah, it takes a long time to realize that. Oh, that's sure. very deep. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> that is. <laughs> so since you've had a, uh, worked at a cafe before, yes. uh, what made you want to become a teacher? <laughs> okay, uh, well, I think I just wanted to combine everything that I loved into one job, like people, um, theatre, which is not a drag, <laughs> and um, English um, and language and books and films, but mainly because of my drama teacher when I was in high school. Um I loved her so much. She was just awesome. She just generally cared. She would challenge you. She would um, make you thrive. And she was always resourceful. And she was always there to help you and push you. And so what happened was after that, I was like, I'm going to, I want to be just like her. I want to, I want to make students feel like they can do something more. And so when I started my course at university, I decided I was going to send her a Facebook message because I was so excited and happy. So I wrote this long message thanking her. And every year I would check to see if she would see the message and she hadn't. Ooh. Six years later, this year in March, um, I bumped into her at a market. Ooh. And I was so nervous and excited because it's been so long. And I awkwardly brought up the fact that I had messaged her and she hadn't seen it yet. Oh. So that night she went home and she saw the message and she finally replied six years later. Wow. It's a long six years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it was her. Do you feel like you have succeeded in making students thrive in drama and English? Um, yeah, I do. Yeah. I do most of the times. I think because I just remind them what their purpose is, even if they don't enjoy it. But, yeah, I try to. I think it would be like as long as they're my students, it's something I will never stop doing because that's my purpose for yeah, my it's job. quite the motivation. <laughs> Motivational speaker. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. No. Um, but, yeah, what about you guys? What makes you thrive? 
What makes me thrive? Um, I guess thinking about the future and like what I want to have and what I want to do. Okay. It's just like if I want what I want in the future, then I have to work now to achieve that goal. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, so what is it that you want? Um, detective work. Ah, really? Yeah, that's about Forensic? it. Um, no, investigations. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Mm. I feel like you're doing that right now, investigating <laughs> happiness in life. What about you? In a you? way. Uh, depends on what your definition of thriving would be. What's your definition? Ooh. Succeeding yeah. to a point where you're happy. Mm. Doesn't specifically need to be in grades. It could just be success in life. If you feel like you're successful, then you're thriving. Mm. But then how do we know that we're succeeding? If you feel that way, if like I, I feel as if I am somewhat thriving because I have friends and family who care about me and mm -hmm. I don't do too badly at school. It, mm -hmm. it, life is just great. So I'd feel like I'm thriving yeah. in life. Both of you look like <laughs> you are. That's awesome. And if you feel like you get excited, um, then that's a, that's a feeling of being, you know, you're thriving. <laughs> the secret to happiness. There you go. <laughs> and what is one piece of advice that you would give teenagers? There are so many. I have more than one. <laughs> but I'm going to have to choose one, I guess. Um, Hit us with the best one. Okay. I think at the moment what I'm seeing is a lot of the times you guys feel like you are anxious or you're stressed out. Um, and... <laughs> I think it's important to remember that, you know, even at your lowest point, from there on, you go up, yeah? So, for example, you know, maybe we need to stop doing the things that make us unhappy, okay? Um, but it, that can't be school because there are moments in school that you feel happy when you get to see your friends or when you get to do a subject that you really like. Um, and maybe stop being afraid of things that haven't existed yet. You know, yeah. Um, again, being grateful and remembering that there's this amazing, big, beautiful world out there, and right now you're just barely scratching the surface. You know, so hold on to that idea of being a detective in the future, or continuing to thrive. Okay, because it's exciting. You know, it's not too far out of your reach. So go out there and be prepared, be open-minded, and learn to meet other people, take what you can in terms of knowledge. And I guess don't try and find the simple way out of things because, you know, we don't want to settle for mediocre. There's a lot of greater opportunities out there. And that's it. Right. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> and um, last question. Mm -hmm. what, is, what is your biggest advice you have for just people in general? Um, people in general? I mean... I think maybe take the time to own how you feel, um, own your opinion, and realize your self-worth and your value, and be happy with that because um, you're meaningful. We're each right. unique. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Right, well, that's all we have for today. Well, I've Thank you, Miss <laughs> MacArthur, for being on the show. Yeah, well, I've definitely learnt a lot here, and I guess we all have here. 
and Thanks. I will continue thriving. Thank yes. you, Miss MacArthur, for coming. Thanks for having me, guys. See you. See you. Bye.